Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Rampage. This was the go-home show before Double or Nothing. We have the acclaimed and daddy-ass Billy Gunn defeated LFI's Roosh, Drillistico, and Preston Vance. Masscaster's freestyle mission in the Fight Forever video game, Dominatrix at a donkey show, and he spoke a little Spanish for LFI. Jose, the assistant, got involved in this match and got taken out with a Scissor Me Timbers. Max Caster hit the mic drop on Drillistico after the arrival from Anthony Bowens as Caster gets the pin for the win. Bowens gets in the mic after and alluded to accepting the House of Black's open challenge at Double or Nothing, which they ended up doing. Ethan Page and the Guns defeated Braxton, Fresco, Matic, and Watson. They didn't get names announced, but I did was able to find out who they were. Uh, shout out to Cage Match. Extremely easy with Paige getting the pin on Watson. Paige gets on the mic after and says that since they took out Brother Zay, it'll be three on two at double or nothing. The Hardys come out as well as Isaiah Cassidy. And they said the doctors didn't clear him, but they found the replacement as Hook comes out and Hook and the Hardys chase out the heels. Dr. Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida defeated Nala Rose and Marina Shafir. Shida hit the katana on Shafir as Baker held on to her with the lockjaw, and the referee stops the match as Shafir passes out. We see footage of the outcast laying out Jamie Hayter backstage before Hayter, before Baker and Shida run to the back to save her. And in the main event, Lee Moriarty and Big Bill defeated Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta, the best friends. Wrestlers from the Blackjack Battle Royal were sitting in the crowd here. Bill hit a chokeslam on Taylor for the pen, and then Bill started shoving Bandito as the Lucha Brothers Commander, the Butcher, Blade, Kip Sabian, the Varsity Athletes, they all started brawling. Orange Cassidy runs to the ring to protect the best friends as Brian Cage comes out next, just for Dustin Rose and Keith Lee to follow him and attack him. Then Swerve Strictly makes his way out as Keith Lee chases him out. Impact Wrestling, and before the Impact, Sammy Callahan defeated Shogun after hitting the Death Valley Driver. On the main show, Chris Sabin defeated Speedball Mike Bailey in a fantastic opener with Sabin dodging an ultimate weapon to hit a muscle buster, followed by a cradle shock for the pin in a bit over 12 minutes. We get a video package for Trinity showing how emotional she got after her debut, before moving on to talk about taking care of Giselle Shaw, but she's still looking to see who will win between Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo, which happened at Under Siege. This was the show right before Under Siege, I must note. If you want a report of Under Siege, it is on PulseWrestling.com. We get a video from Steve Backlund, who says after taking out PCL last week, he's going to go to the ring tonight and name a new challenger for Under Siege. Kenny King and Sheldon Jean defeated Black Toe Roos and Crazy Steve of the Decay. Nick Aldis was on commentary for this, watching his Under Siege opponent and Kenny King, as King gets the pin on Steve after hitting the, the Royal Flush. King gets on a mic after and starts talking trash to Aldis, but Aldis talks right back and gets ready to go after King, but King sends Sheldon after him before escaping. Taylor Wilde defeated Jessica in under a minute with the Witch's Wrap, as we see Jessica was distracted before the match, waiting to see the return of Rosemary. The Coven keeps attacking Jessica after the match until we see a video backstage of someone coming out of the Undead Realm, only for it to be revealed to be Courtney Rush, which is the original indie name that Rosemary used to use by, and so she's fully in this new gimmick now, which is very similar to Jessica's gimmick as they take out the Coven. We see a video of Courtney and Jessica backstage after where Courtney says that Rosemary was wearing uh, her body and she doesn't know why she's here as Jessica asks if Courtney wants to be a death doll, which she agrees on. Rich Swan defeated Angel after hitting the 450 splash. Con and Diener jumped in and jumped Swan after until Sammy Callahan tried to take them out with a bat, but they were able to stop him and attack him with his own bat. Deanna Perrazzo was being interviewed after and believes that Jordan Grace... Um, she believes in Jordan Grace for saying that she attacked her by accident. She's definitely showing more babyface side to her now. Alicia Edwards walked in and says that, she'll, that she will see Jordan Grace's true colors at Under Siege. We see Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly getting to a brawl in the kitchen area backstage until Masha chokes out Kelly with an electrical cord. Jordan Grace defeated Alicia Edwards in under a minute with the Grace Driver. We see a video from Dirty Dango, his new attitude here. Talks about how this locker room lives in a gratitude era and they aren't trying to be stars. He talks about um, them not needing to be here and how this era is very different. And everyone now cares more about social media and pics. How no one will say anything to his face but possibly tweet him later on making fun of the whole social media age that we have now. He talks about attacking Santino because he's stuck in 2010 and calls Joe Henry a stooge and a nerd. And he'll take away his toy belt. So interesting editing style here as well as like a black and white style with like rapid cuts in between. 
in the main event, Chris Bay defeated John Schuyler with the Art of Finesse. Um, and he took out Brian Myers as well, who was trying to interfere. On the final segment of the show, Steve Macklin comes out and says that his match with PCO is off, as PCO is dead now, and he, he goes to introduce his new opponent for Under Siege and Champagne Singh. Singh talks about finishing his story at Under Siege as the crowd doesn't let him talk. Then he pulls out this comedical... A long list of names to thank as Scott Demore comes out to interrupt him to tell him that this match isn't happening and tells Macklin if he wants to be the best wrestler he has to prove himself. They go back and forth a bit as Macklin says that after he wins at Under Siege, Demore is going to have to strap the title around his waist, which Demore agrees to. Demore then says there is no replacement for PCO as PCO appears in the ring and takes out Singh and Shira as Macklin escapes. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. This is a throwback to AW Dark in the dark ages of the pandemic. Uh, with very, very, very long show, uh, match, very, very long show with a lot of matches, as this was almost three hours here with 19 matches. Um, yeah. So let's get right through it pretty quickly, shall we? Mark Briscoe defeated JD Drake with the Froggy Bow in a real fun opener. We have a Ring of Honor World Title Proven Ground match as Claudio Castagnoli defeated Serpentico. Ian Riccoboni explained that you don't have to win the Proven Ground match necessarily. You just have to go the full 10 minute limit, 10 limit draw to earn yourself a title shot. But Serpentico did not go the 10 minutes as Claudio finished him with a hard clothesline for the pin. Kira Hogan defeated Vert Vixen. Athena came out to watch Kira during this match and Kira gets the pin after hitting the Saito suplex in her Ring of Honor debut. Athena gets in her face after and pushes her down. Kyle Fletcher defeated AR Fox. Fletcher comes out with the strong and IWGP tag team titles as Riccoboni explained that they let him carry them. They let him carry them for one last time as this was taped before he had to relinquish the resurgence, obviously. Fletcher gets the pin after hitting a spinning pile driver in, in a really good match. And I'm not sure how long Davis is going to be out for, but I would love to see a little bit of a solo run from Fletcher here. Willow Nightingale defeated Hyon. Explanation here for Willow not coming out with the title is that the title plates are being fixed. Cute. Willow gets a quick win here after hitting the Dr. Bomb. The Kingdom defeats Mac Attack, which is the new team of Ninja Mac and Willie Mac. Some crazy moves from Ninja Mac here, including backflipping all the way to the outside, but Matt Taven gets the pin on Ninja Mac after him and Mike Bailey, I'm sorry, uh, him and Mike Bennett hit the Proton Pack. Mike Bailey would be pretty cool in uh, ROH. Mercedes Martinez defeated Dream Girl Ellie, who's making her Ring of Honor debut. Total destruction for Mercedes here, winning by submission with the Brass City Sleeper. Mac Attack has interviewed saying that they are here to stay, as Willie jokes that his daddy gets got around a little bit, so he's not sure how him and Ninja are related. Ashley Dumbois gets her first Ring of Honor victory, defeating the debuting Danielle Camella from Ring of Honor. Nigel McGinnis was very high on Camella as he knows her from her, their time together in NXT when she was Vanessa Bourne. Dumbois gets the win here after hitting this rock-bottom type move on Camella. Rocky Romero defeated Titus Alexander by submission after holding onto an armbar f- from, after jumping off the top rope. The Righteous and Stu Grayson teamed up for the first time, defeated Marcus Cross, Barry Morales, and LSG. Commentary kept asking how the Righteous and Grayson are able to work so well together teaming for the first time ever, but it stated that Grayson is still representing the Dark Order. Speaking of the Dark Order, Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alice Reynolds come out for this match, and they're confused to what Grayson is doing. Regardless, Grayson hits Nightfall on Cross for the pin, and the Dark Order tries to question Grayson after, ma- after the match, but he just walks away. Shane Taylor defeated Tracy Williams pretty quickly after hitting a back package pile driver. We have another Proven Ground match, this for the Women's World Title, as Athena defeated Promise Braxton. Good showing from Braxton, but Athena was able to trap her in a Cobra Clutch for the submission win. Athena keeps attacking Braxton, but Kira Hogan runs out and takes out Athena, the same style that Athena's been taking on her opponents, and says if she wants to mess with her, she can. And then she holds up to bring him on her Women's Title. Drillistico defeated Tony Deppin in a pretty good six-minute match here with Deppin tapping out to the Fujiwari armbar. Sky Blue defeated Miranda Alizé. Good back and forth here until Blue was able to trap Alizé in a pen for the win. Lexi Nair asks Athena how it feels to get a taste of her own medicine. Athena gets all pissed off, starts throwing things away, and says that she'll see her next week. She'll see Kara Hogan next week, and she'll be putting the women's title on the line. That should be a pretty good match. Darius Martin and Action Andretti defeated Cole Carter and Zach Clayton. Martin and Andretti are matching gear now. Martin gets the pen on Carter after a double-team swing-out slam. 
Blake Christian defeated Nick Camarado. Christian tosses a chair in the ring, which just distracts his Camarado as Christian rolls up Camarado for the win here. So I wonder if this is a, maybe a tease to Christian evolving more into his heel persona that he's been showing in GCW. Diamante defeated Trisha Dora in a good five minute match here with Diamante getting a submission win after choking out a Dora. Penta El Zero Miedo defeated Slim J with the Fear Factor in a quick five minute splash, five minute match. And in the last and final 19th match here, Samoa Joe and Zack Sabre Jr., the reigning New Japan and ROH TV champions defeated Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. And hands down, the match of the show. If you had to pick one match out of this three-hour show, please pick this one. Uh, Joe gets the win after making Daniels choke out to the Coquina Clutch in a bit over 15 minutes. And then Joe and Sabre kind of have a little stare down with their TV titles after. We have the return of MLW Fusion. Yes, this is from Mexico as part of the Super Series with Triple A. We have, um, on commentary, Christian Cole is actually replacing, uh, Matt Stryker here, teaming with Joe Dabrowski. Not too familiar with Christian Cole, but he has done some wrestling commentary in the past, it seems. Juicy Finale defeated Damian666 and Crazy Frank, no relation to Fire Frank, in a triple threat match. Wild hardcore match that even saw Finale crush Frank with a TV in between him. Um, it's like those new thin ones, luckily, not the old big, uh, old school TVs. There was a car hood used at one point. Sequel play and Miedo Extremo of Los Macizos, who's been in GCW lately, got involved, but Frank, to help Frank, but Juicy ends up chokeslamming them both through panes of glass. Juicy follows by this with a Samoan drop and a second rope moonsault on Crazy Frank for the pen. They announced that due to him being attacked by the calling a couple weeks ago, Jacob Fatu has been placed on the injury list for a minimum of three weeks, and he'll still get his national openweight title shot that he was promised when he is healthy. Alex Hammerstone cuts a promo ahead of his match with Alex Kanda, Never Say Never, as Dummy Elkso did the same thing, calling out Taya Valkyrie. We get a video hyping up one called Manders, talking about him getting some gold here in MLW. We then see a second gear crew asking Mr. St. Laurent where Microman is, but he doesn't know and they leave. And then we send Microman coming out of the bathroom as he'll share some beers. We see Alex Kane at a press conference and somebody asks him who's behind Bomay Fight Club and he says that we will find out one day live on pay-per-view. So I guess there's somebody with money that is behind the Bomay Fight Club that will be revealed in due time. And the main event here for both titles, the MLW Women's World Featherweight Championship, as well as the Triple R Reina de Reyes Championship, Taya Valkyrie defends against Sexy Star, the new Sexy Star. La Hiedra and Delise. Tyler gets the pin on Star after hitting Rota Valhalla in a pretty fun four-way match. And then the show ends with a promo from The Calling, who say that Jacob Fatu will be the first of many sacrifices. We go to Women on Wrestling. We have Chantilly Cella defeated Gianni, Gigi Gianni after hitting a cutter. Razor defeated Amber Rodriguez after hitting a short arm clothesline. She had Fury in her corner, so it looks like the Heavy Metal Sisters are on the same page, although they did say that Mesmeria got injured at a mosh pit. Reina Del Rey defeated Jennifer Flores easily after hitting a lariat to the back of the head. And the main event, a no disqualification schoolyard brawl. Coach Campanelli and Randy Rarod defeated the disciplinarian and Samantha Starr. This match had a whole bunch of weapons you'd find in the school. Uh, that's not a, a, a saying I'd want to say. But um, we have textbooks, glue, tennis rackets, lunchboxes, rulers, and then the finish came when Randy hit Smart with a loaded pom-pom that had a stapler in it. NWA USA was pretty much just like a best of Crockett Cup for the last couple of years. So we had matches from 2019 and, and 2022 as they do have the Crockett Cup this coming weekend. But NWA Power was a new show with the Country Gentlemen and Knox and Murdoch uh, in a non-title Crockett Cup tune-up match. Ended up being a no contest after the Savages and the Fixers come in and start brawling with everybody. Murdoch hit them all with a suicide dive on the outside before Knox dived on top of them. On top of them from jumping off the top rope. The now defeated Ryan Matthews and Mario Pardua in a Crockett Cup qualifier match rather easily. Samantha Smart defeated Kylie Page after hitting the Starstruck DDT. And the main event here, Magic Jake Dumas and Mercurio, known as the Handsome Bastards, defeated Joe Alonzo and Jamie Stanley going by America's Ego in a Crockett Cup qualifier match. Weird match here with Mercurio flirting with CJ the entire time as Dumas did all the work. And then when he had the match won with a tombstone, Mercurio tags himself in to get the pin and the win. The show ends with an in-ring face-off between EC3 and Thrill Billy Silas Mason ahead of the national title 
title match as a Crockett Cup. Uh, EC3 starts saying that women weaken Mantong through ability to not focus on Poyo Del Mar, who gets offended. EC3 then says Thruability needs guidance and suggests to team up and win the Crockett Cup, and even offer to give him the national title if they do. But Thruability just ends up taking out EC3 with the thrill ride as their match is still on for the national title at the Crockett Cup. We go to NXT Level Up. Mr. Stone joins Blake Howard on commentary here as Byron Saxton was in Saudi Arabia for Net of Champions. Uh, this is a taped ahead of the Battleground pay-per-view, so or sorry, PLE. So Oro Mensa was not in his new uh, Noam Dar gimmick, but he did defeat Tavian Heights after hitting a springboard kick. Javier Bernal defeated Boa with a leaping flatliner as Boa still looks to get his first win since returning. And Valentina Faraz and Ulyssa Leon defeated Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend. Leon making her return to NXT for the first time since August of 2022, although she did have her first match back from injury on SmackDown a couple weeks ago when her and Valentina lost to Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Valentina hit a top rope crossbody on Jakara as Ulyssa was suplexing her for the pin and the win. On WWE main event, Tegan Knox defeated Dana Brooke. Uh, Knox definitely showing some more heel tendency here during her entrance in wrestling, as she won with a roll-up with her feet on the ropes. And Nikki Cross defeated Emma after hitting her with a swinging netbreaker. The WWE Network saw 10 episodes of WWF Championship Wrestling from September to December of 1980 added this week. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>